what is the difference between fee-based and fee-only? That is today's question on the Transition to RA video series. It is question number 31. Hi, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RA, where I help advisors just like you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RA model. Uh, so in today's question, you know, it's, it's related to this whole idea of it kind of being in this fee-based or fee-only world is this, is this terminology. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of chatter out there about this topic and, and conversation going on about, you know, can you call yourself fee-only or fee-based? And, and you think we might be splitting hairs here, but I, I did want to go through some examples of, of kind of some of the opinions and arguments that are out there and, and why you, you want to pay attention to this topic. And so like I said, it is it is a lot of difference of opinion. Some, some people would say this is silly uh, argument to even have. Others are, are very firm on why it should be one way or the other. And, and I would tell you that, that these terms are so kind of interchangeably used at times that I even as I was preparing to make this video, I think, well, wow, am I going to, and I might, I actually might do this. I, am I going to misspeak at some point during this video and, and, and use the, the wrong phrase when I was alluding to the, to the other one? And so it, it, it is a, a typical thing out there where these are kind of interchangeably used, but the, but the thought is, should that not be the case? Should, should it be more defined of who and why and when you can use fee-based versus fee-only? And, and uh, I would tell you, this is not just something for, you know, uh, advisors to be talking about or investors to be talking about. I mean, a couple of things, regulators are talking about this. Regulators are kind of tossing this around. Is this, is this a concern? Um, as well as some credentialing bodies. I know the CFP board, I think, is, is, is dove into it and, and is looking at it and say, okay, what are we comfortable with or what are we not? So it's, it's certainly a, a, a bigger conversation going on out there. Uh, so I did just want to take a quick video here to kind of go through this and, and just things for you to think through. You know, if you were to go ahead and transition to that RA model, what do you want to be prepared for from a, a verbiage standpoint? So the, the, the kind of argument out there is that if you're going to call yourself only, you literally can only, right, by definition, receive fees, nothing else. And so you might, you might think to yourself, okay, well, yeah, of course I'm fee only. If I start my own RIA and one of the, the beauties of the RIA process or structures, it's very clean with a client. You say, client, you pay me the fee, uh, perhaps it's 1% of the account value, and, and that's how I'm compensated. And so to, and that's the only, and for, for many advisors, you say that's, that's the only way I'm compensated. Literally, it doesn't matter what products or services we use or how frequently we trade or don't trade or anything like that. The only fee I receive is, a, you know, for example, perhaps 1% from you. That is it. And if, and if that is truly your structure, then, then arguably you can use that fee only verbiage uh, of how you, how you put yourself out there. Um, however, I, I would tell you some advisors, you know, they, they think, oh, I have an RA, so I'm, I'm fee only. But there are some scenarios to think through that, that may, maybe pulls you back from, from that scenario I just described. So I'll, I'll give you two of them. Uh, and I've done videos on both of these topics. But uh, there is the ability as a, an RA to also have a relationship with what are often referred to as RIA friendly broker dealers. I actually just did a video on this. It's video number 30. If you're, if you're not, if you haven't seen it, I, I encourage you to go look at it where it is possible 
So even if the bulk of your business is, is going to be under the RA for, for a multitude of reasons, you might still want or need the ability to either offer commission products or just be able to kind of facilitate existing legacy products on an ongoing basis. Maybe you're receiving trails or something like that. So if that is your arrangement, at that point, one might argue, okay, well, you're, you're not fee only anymore because in some capacities, you're receiving commissions and technically trails are considered commissions. And, and even if it's 99% over here, the RA and only 1% here, again, this is fee only, one, would argue, one could argue, uh, at that point, you're not fee only. Uh, another example, is if you offer insurance products as, as part of your RIA, uh, I did a whole video on this as well. I encourage you, if you have any interest in offering insurance products, I did a whole video on how it works and, and, and you can certainly go through all the details on that video. Um, but a lot of RAs do offer insurance products. There's absolutely reasons you might wanna implement that into your practice and it's a, it can be a tremendous value to your clients. But, but the argument on this fee-based fee-only uh, debate is, okay, if you're an RIA, and, and you do offer perhaps term life insurance for, uh, to your clients and you receive a commission on that. Again, even if that's just a small slice of your business, can you still call yourself fee only? Because you're, you're not fee only. You, yes, the bulk of it is the fee for the client, but perhaps at times you do uh, receive a commission for something. So have you now crossed that line and now, now at best you should call yourself fee based uh, you know, which is generally where that, that term is used. Hey, the bulk of my business is, is in fees and, and only a small minority slice is in, is in something else, per, you know, perhaps commissions. Um, and, and so maybe I should be calling myself fee-based as opposed to fee-only. And, you know, again, is, is this just split in hairs? I mean, fee-based, fee-only, again, I've, I've used, I'm sure I've used both of those phrases in conversations interchangeably and, and, and generally there's not a whole lot of confusion from the person I'm talking to. They know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about uh, and, and could use those terms one way or the other, but, but it does impact a few things. Like I said earlier, the, the regulators and the, and the credentialing boards are looking at this, but, but a couple other things just to keep in mind, you know, it's important as an RIA, what, one of the main kind of structural parts of, of having an RIA is your ADB. And this is something you, you work with your compliance consultant with, you're on the front end to get set up and then on an ongoing basis to make sure the verbiage in that ADV is accurate. Uh, I've done a number of videos on work with compliance consultants and, and how it works and how much they cost. So you can certainly dive into those as well, but you do want to make sure the verbiage in your ADV is accurate. So if you were to in that verbiage, again, you'd be working the compliance consultant on, but if there's references to you being fee only, but, but arguably you're, you're not because you're offering an insurance product, could, could that create issues for you down the line that your verbiage and your ADV is not accurate? Uh, same thing on your website. If, 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 you, if you do have one of these situations that, that arguably you're more fee-based than fee-only, you know, should you on your website be, be holding yourself out as fee-only for the public to see that or your clients to see that? Uh, and that applies to the rest of your marketing materials as well, whether it's social media or brochures you have. You know, should, should you really be making sure you're using the correct vernacular in that? If you're fee-based, you're fee-based. If you're fee-only, you can use fee-only. And, and, and so again, who, who would take issue with this if you get it wrong? Uh, two examples, I talked about earlier, the, the regulators, uh, we'll kind of lump these together, the regulators and the credentialing bodies. And it'll, it'll, to be determined kind of how this continues to evolve, 
uh, and what actions they may or may not take if they feel you are improperly using fee only when, when maybe you are truly actually fee based. Uh, so, so it's something to be aware of. I mean, if, 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 if your regular has a concern with it, that, that could be a problem for you. So uh, it, that, that's why this is not just uh, split in hairs. Why are we even having this debate? Because unfortunately, if certain people take issue with it, whether you agree or not, you're, you're going to have to play by the rules. Um, and then the other, the other example, you know, and this would be unfortunate to see happen, but in theory, it, it could happen is, is let's say you have a client and, and let's say you do have an arrangement where you, you arguably are fee based, not fee only, but, but you've gone and held yourself out as, as fee only. And, and let's say you have some client scenario and for whatever reason that, that, that relationship with the client goes sideways and the, and the client takes issue with something you've done. Uh, maybe they run out and they, they get an attorney and they want to sue you. Uh, you know, it could be entirely frivolous. We, we all know, unfortunately that, that happens in the industry. It's, it's potentially possible. And I know I'm, I'm really kind of digging for examples here, but just, just to be aware, could, could that opposing counsel try to make some issue, especially if whatever you did for that client involves something with a commission, could that opposing counsel try to use against you to say, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Visor, I, I see on your website, uh, you claim to be fee only. And my, my client believed you were fee only. Now, are you, you telling me you receive something other than fees? You receive commissions? And is that a fair line of attack considering how, how these are so integrally changed? I, I think we could argue like that, that would be unfair for opposing counsel to try to make an argument about but it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what's fair or not. Opposing counsel could still try to do something like that. And that could cause you challenges, but whether from a defense perspective or where it, what it does with the, you know, how the, that, that situation is resolved. So I know, I know that's a pretty narrow defined example, but I mean, you always want to be properly and transparently holding yourself out to the, the clients and prospective clients. And, and you, you never want to do kind of anything that could potentially put you in a position that your own words could be used against you. So I think it, I think it is, in my opinion, important to be aware of this topic, whether you agree with that this should even be debated or not, you, you still need to be cognizant of the fact that it, it could create challenges and maybe it's just not worth fighting the fight over something and, and just, just making sure you, you're, you're careful with how you word things. Um, and, and like I said, your compliance consultant will help you with all this. They'll be aware because part of as they help you set up the RA or help you maintain the ADB on an ongoing basis, they, they will be aware that you're doing insurance products or they will be aware that you, you're doing commission products with an RA friendly broker dealer. So, so they'll help you with all of this, but it is something to be aware of as well, because you might be guiding the ship on, you know, how your website's created and things like that. And so you, I, I, I'm of the belief this is an important topic to be aware of. And like I said, I think it's gonna to continue to evolve. We'll kind of see where it goes from here. So with that, like I said, my name is Brad Wales. I'm with Transition to RIA and I help advisors just like you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RA model. Uh, so today's topic was kind of more, more of something to be, to be aware of for, you know, after you make that transition, but, but part of the transition involves, you know, setting up a website and what services do I want to offer? Do I want to offer insurance products or, or the, these sorts of things? And so this is just a great example of the variables you need to think through about potentially moving from whatever your current arrangement is, your current affiliation option, to the RA model. And this is exactly what I help advisors understand is, is all these variables. Let's go through them one at a time. Let's make sure you understand them. 
It's make sure you can make informed decisions about what the best path might be for you going forward. And so I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you as well. Uh, if you're not already there, head on over to transition to RIA.com. Uh, you can see plenty more videos I've done. Like I said, I've mentioned some of them here, uh, some economic white papers you can take a look at. And then, and then the, the easiest and quickest thing to do is right there at the top is a contact link. Just click on that. Uh, you can instantly and easily schedule a specific date and time that we can have a conversation just like this. And, and whether you want to debate the, the the topic I'm talking about here in today's video, fee based for, for, for fee only, and, and would it apply to you, or or you want to have a conversation just about any other topic and, and what might it look like if I were to move and transition to this RA model? Uh, more than happy to have that conversation with you. So with that, I hope you found value in today's video and I'll see you on the next one.